Hey everyone, Dumela Kunjani, Habariyako, how far? Bonjour, hola, sanu, salam, marhaban, aqua baba, wani. Welcome back to Work Smarter, Not Harder, the podcast for your success. I'm your girl, Chris, and today we are on self-care. Is this important for entrepreneurs? Do you practice self-care? How does one even know that they're practicing self-care, right? Like, how does one even know? If you're like me, the world of self-care and self-love have been thrown around at you over the last two years or so. I'm sure these concepts have been around long before this time, but I'm finding that more people are done with wearing badges of tiredness, sleeplessness, irritability, lack of proper function, simply because they are entrepreneurs, right? Am I speaking to you, sis? There is this post that I saw that totally stuck with me, and I will reiterate it here because it brought my thought to life. We need to stop glamorizing overworking, please, this quote said. The absence of sleep, a good diet, exercise, relaxation, and time with family and friends isn't something to be applauded. Too many people wear their burnout as a badge of honor, and that needs to change, end quote. This was something that I came across online. I think the lady's name is Katie Leeson, and this post really did stick with me because Self-care is a very big thing and with very many question marks around it as to how to do it, what to do it, how, la, 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 la. So today we're going to be delving into that. So what is self-care in business? And is it important to unlocking the super awesome business capabilities that are within you? Self-care may mean different things to different people, right? I define self-care as caring for well-being. This being my physical well-being, my emotional well-being, my spiritual well-being, and of course my mental well-being. Self-care, from this quote, self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what is left of you. I've had an experience that I will share that showed me how I was doing the opposite. My self-care was that I was giving the best of myself to one area of my life. And what was left to the rest, which ultimately led me to burnout. I suffered burnout about two years ago. I had a serious break in self. My mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual juices were burned out, like ashes burned. I was charred, baby, charred. I was overwhelmed, I was anxious, I was overworked, I was fearful, and I knew that if I didn't get control, control, you know, with the little things I'm doing with my hands now, I was going to lose a lot. This feeling hit me kind of like at once, but in hindsight, it was coming for a long time. It was long coming. You see, I was one of those who glamorized work. For the longest time, if you asked me about my life, I would respond with a story about work. You know, this is what's happening with a client, or this project is happening and it's exciting or it's not going well or whatever you know or I'm traveling here or traveling there for work and I don't think I realized it for some time but I found myself in this position where I had no social life no real social life I had no church life I had very little family 
time and all of this in the name of work now work i start by saying i love work this podcast is all about work right <laughs> but work pays the bills and so forth so work is important work is good but i me chris was at that point just work when my son came along i struggled hello working moms hello mamas out there hello parents out there I struggled to find the balance between work and life. My son came along just before I got my promotion, my big promotion in corporate to CEO of the company that I was working with at that time. And whilst it was an exciting time in many ways, I could feel the pressure starting to mount as I battled with both responsibilities. How do I, you know, how am I going to be great at work and be great at home? Work was going great, however. I was thriving. I was doing great, you know, I knew what I was doing, I knew my work, I knew why I'd been positioned there, so in many ways that was going well. I was really primed to do the job that I was being put into, right? However, my home life wasn't really going that well. I wasn't home much, and I was immensely struggling with saying no at work to be at home. Not because I didn't want to work, but because I was still slow in understanding that my life had changed. Like, you know, I had a kid. So what was working for me pre-kid was not going to really be working post-kid, right? But I didn't get that yet. So while my work was great, they also didn't really understand, or I guess in hindsight, didn't really fully appreciate that I was making sacrifices that were affecting my personal life for me to make work happen. So after about a year of this, I finally hit my climax. I sat at home one day after an exhausting week and I was spending time, valuable time by the way at that point with my young one and that feeling of exhaustion just couldn't leave me. And I think that's when I started to really get some clarity around what was happening to me. There was a very clear sign, very clear conscious, you know, like when your mind, your heart, your body, everything is saying to you, something needs to change now. That's what I was feeling. I was feeling like I'm going to be losing out on these valuable formative years with my young one and I'm going to lose my mind. That is for sure. And so what did I do? I psyched myself up. I psyched myself up and I sent a very short paragraph to my boss at that time. And I said, thank you very much for this opportunity and these many years that I've spent working with you, but please take this as my resignation from this post. And that was it. And for the first time after I pressed send on that email, I actually exhaled. You know, waiting to exhale? Sometimes, yeah. Mm, yeah, I literally exhaled. It was very clear to me that I needed to find a better way to live out my life. The concept of working smarter and not harder, you know, like that concept actually started to have to give birth or to be birthed at that point. There are people out there whom I know who had found this balance and I was looking at them and I was sure as heaven convinced that I too was going to find that balance. I had to, I had to get to my own piece of Nirvana, right? So when I started my self-care journey, I was critically aware of where my energy was being zapped. And whilst we understand self-care as going to the spa or having a facial, for me at that point, it was actually not that. That was kind of like the superficial part of it. I had to dig deeper 
it meant taking careful and considerable considerable action towards being fully present in the daily events that were taking place in my life. Like I just felt this need to be fully present, which I didn't believe that I was. And it meant that I needed to give my best self to the world, right? Because that's what self-care is, as we've just defined at the top. So what are some things that I did to get me on this self-care journey? After my burnout, or during that time of burnout, the first thing that I did was to disconnect. Now, as a millennial, the word disconnect is very unsettling, I must be honest. But I knew without a doubt that I had to get some real, real, capital R-E-A-L, time out. So I went on holiday. I hadn't been on holiday in forever. I was always traveling, but I was never really, you know, resting, you know, work travel. So I packed up my family and went and lived by the beach for a couple of weeks. And in that time, I began to reconnect with myself and with my family. I realized that in order for me to connect, I had to make that first scary step to disconnect from what I knew was harming me, right? So I started doing very practical things like sleeping early. Yeah, like sleeping in, like eating all my meals, eating a balanced meal, right? Vegetables, carbs, meat putting my phone off, reading, watching some TV, and just enjoying that quiet time away. To be honest, it was actually a bit uncomfortable because I was not used to sitting still and to doing nothing, so to speak. But I realized that I had to do nothing, get to a place of disconnection from what was for me to kind of get a different view or understanding of what was to be. The second thing I did was to revisualize. Now, of course, I had lived as up to a certain vision to that point, right? I was living up to a certain vision and I knew that what I was doing though was giving me or was taking me on a different path. The old vision was no longer working for me. That's of course why I was in burnout right at that moment. I mean, yeah. In my case, I knew that part of my exhaustion and burnout had come from walking the opposite of who I knew I was. In my over-glamorizing my work, I had actually forgotten that I too had a vision outside of my work. Because at the end of the day, when you're working for someone, like I was at that point, you are working towards somebody else's vision and not really your own. So work was a means to an end for me. And it was not the end. You know, I had to realize that. I was balancing more. And for me, being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually available to my family, for example, became super important. I was raising a young boy and I was not going to just let my super awesome nanny do that. I had to be part of that, you know? And so I, need to, I needed to revisualize my entire vision and start to look at things from a different perspective. Okay, so you've been burned out, you're feeling exhausted. Now, this vision is not working. What next for you? Then the third thing I had to do was to go forth. Okay, so like I've just said, I knew that I needed a major life overhaul, physical, spiritual, emotional, and mentally. So I started to invest time and energy towards these four causes. I went on a whole journey of self-discovery and self-growth, which eventually led me to self-love. It was new to me, 
I had little idea of what was going on and what I was doing or meant to be doing, you know. So I asked for help. And I did this because I know that people are often embarrassed to say that they're struggling. I, I don't know why. But we live in a society where everybody wants to be okay. Everybody wants to show that they're okay. But nobody really shows you. I don't. I rarely ever see a post of someone saying, you know, I'm really struggling with this or struggling with that. We're always just glamorizing our lives. So I knew it was important to actually let people in my life, in my circle, my close circle, know that this is what I'm going through. And I'm having a hard time. And it was great because they helped me towards working on what I knew was going to be the better living for me. And the fourth thing that I did is to practice those actions daily. So when I went at the top, I think I said something along of the lines of self-care is not just a spa or getting a facial. I realized that self-care was not a thing to be left for the weekends. It had to be a daily action for me. Every day, I would need to choose actions and steps towards revitalizing my spiritual sense, my emotional sense, my physical sense, and my mental well-being. And these daily actions, my friend, saved my life. They saved my family's life. If anything, I am a better person today because of those tough decisions and those actions and changes that I made. So in conclusion... I think that self-care is important. It is uber important for entrepreneurs. We are our businesses. Literally, what people see is us. We are our brand. We wear what we do on ourselves. And if we are not showing up for the world wholly and fully, then we are letting the world down and we're also letting ourselves down because we're not living up to who we actually know we are, our full potential. So I just want to say to you, Let's go beyond working ourselves to the bone in lieu of our own health and our own well-being and in lieu of those who are around us, the loved ones who support us and move us forward. Life is meant to be a community journey and I find it to be much sweeter when I let more people into my life instead of just focusing on work. If anything, I truly believe that I am and have become a better person for myself, for my business and for my community because of these conscious actions of daily self-care, right? So, sis, how do you practice self-care? Are you giving the world the best of you or are you giving the world just what's left of you? I really would love to know. Send me a message or a voice note. It's a short podcast today, but I think it's very straightforward and practical. Self-care is so important for every entrepreneur. We are juggling a lot and we have a lot of things going on. The last few podcasts have delved into the challenges that we face as women entrepreneurs. So self-care is key because when the world is continuously shouting at you and telling you who you can't be and what you can't do, it's important for you to go back and say to yourself, find the moments of saying to yourself, I know who I am and I know what I can do and who I can be. And that only comes from practicing self-care, taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's been a pleasure hosting you today, my dear. Keep working smarter, and I will see you in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe and to share, because you know sharing is caring. Until next time, ciao!